now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperFlex.com. BWB, what's up? This is Wale, and this is One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. I am the usual talent and the number two co-host on this show. Right. With us today, as always, is the main talent, the main brains of the scheme, Rich Alotta. What's going on, man? You know, top talent. What's going on, man? I'm, <laughs> I'm chilling. I, I don't know how to exactly re- react on the on the on uh, this end of the whole shtick, but... Uh, uh, we we had a you know the inauguration today and you know things are kind of you know thrown off. So yeah, we, things are upside down. That's why know, we're doing it this way. Yeah, you know. well, I, it's role reversal. <laughs> things are upside down, so I figure I'd do this. Yeah. So to begin the show, uh, we're gonna one of the shows that uh, me and Rich both have uh, enjoyed over the years has been Partner Interruption ESPN. So uh, we decided to change the format a little bit and uh, do sort of a uh, Partner Interruption inspired version of the podcast hopefully this will wrap things up a little faster maybe it'll wrap up faster if i wrap this up so let's just get to it <laughs> rich raw opened in, with a memoriam graphic and uh later played a video in tribute to jimmy superfly snooker a top superstar of the 70s and 80s snooker's death comes less than two weeks after a pennsylvania judge <laughs> all right uh, now go ahead after a pennsylvania judge dismissed uh charges against the wwe hall of famer deeming snooker not competent to stand trial for the 1983 murder of his ex-girlfriend, Nancy Argentino. Rich, what are your thoughts on the ride that WWE decided to take? I thought it was an absolute... It was one of the most WWE things I could ever see. Like, they just completely... Like, if it was Nancy Argentino's family watching that, I'd been horrified. Uh, seeing the things that have come out about Snuka since his death and the him being ruled incompetent, uh, and all these other things, things just like it looked like they were just trying to sweep it under the rug, and you know he was gonna get away. But yeah, we weren't really supposed to talk about this. But WWE just kind of swelled their chests up with pride, and that was strange to me. I um, I was kind of surprised and puzzled that they di- they didn't come up with like a better type of uh, way, you know, especially like when you look at you know murder other murder situations in the past. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at right. the Benoit thing, I know it's not exactly the same, right. but there's clearly like, there, there's clearly open wounds with this snooker thing. So if he wasn't such of a WWE legend, I don't think we would have got this thing, but it, they were in a, they were in a weird situation where they were like, all right, he's always been our guy. This has always been the story. Why are we going to change it now? Okay. Yeah, that raises a good point. Why should we change it now? The, the thing that just kind of like throws me off is if you go through, if you look around and you go through some of the some of the details of the story, it's, it seems to be that like Vin, they were going to arrest him for this, and, but Vince sort of talked them out of it. 
Right. And this is that era when Vince, you know, obviously nobody knows that Vince is actually, you know, the actual owner of the company and everything's still. Announcer. Like, and there's still, you know, kayfabe is still upheld. People don't really, like, people are only like, it looks fake, but I don't know if it actually is fake. That sort of thing. And But it, it, it's ultimately, it's just, it's really unfortunate, you know, a person's dead and this family never got justice, regardless, you know. But on the other end, you see the politics at play and you see, like, it's hard for WWE on one end to just, you know, just throw up a graphic and then I never mention it when it's like pre-Hulkamania, you know, other than what Backlund, he's the biggest baby face in the company. He mm-hmm. might be, he might have actually been buried in Backlund, but they decided to go with Backlund for whatever reason, right? right. So, uh, you look around and you see The Rock's still there. The Rock's a huge, you know, whole family connection. Same thing with Tamina. Same thing with Nia Jax. Reigns. And Reigns and the Uso. It, it kind of sucks that, or it, it kind of sucks if you're in their business because The Rock and says so you're going to piss off people that are part of your you know, part of the quote-unquote family and part of the um, organization. And then you have to deal with the public pressure of, hey, man, like, somebody's gone here. Right. Um, I, I, I really... I really see the conflict, but I just... I, but you just see, like, when they show the video package and you see the kids and right. everybody else around and they're just like... And the people are half-clapping and people don't know what to do. And there was one specific, uh, there's one specific, uh, thing that I saw. I saw a kid, a little boy, and he was, um, wearing, I think he was wearing the certified G Enzo and Cash shirt, and he mm-hmm. had, like, a Cena hat on, and, you know, no, wristbands on, and he puts, yeah, 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 <laughs> like a young perpetrator, right? Lion, lion stepper. And he throws up the, the snooker, the, you know, the snooker thing, and I'm like... He doesn't know what he's doing. He has no idea. He has no idea. None. And that's funny that you say that because, like, even, uh, I I think unless you're a hardcore fan, you might not even know about this. Like, my mom, she she watched wrestling back in the day, and she had told me, hey, Jimmy Snooker died. She had no idea about the, like, whole Nancy uh, Argentino thing. And I think, like, you know, casual older people, like, you know, it it was the 80s. The information wasn't as accessible then. And... I think there's a large gap of people that don't know, and WWE's like, why shine a light on it? Which is unfortunate. But, okay, so when I, when I wrote up this this sheet, for example, I just typed in a Google search, and I remember I, I remember saying to either you and Jeremy at one point. What up, Jeremy? It's really simple. Like, when somebody writes his a bit, like, in the first, when, when the top four paragraphs, this is going to be mentioned. And sure enough, the one I pulled up was in the third paragraph. Mm-hmm. So, like, people are going to get eyes on this. They're going to see this. Alrighty, and then moving on, um, after the opening Snooker graphic, Raw ran a Martin Luther King Day tribute video. Now, this year, we have an updated video package um, with new music. However, you know, the King Day video features the same problem that its predecessors had. It had a Dr. King tribute, inevitably, but it just broke into a roll call of famous black people. (laughs) James, how did they keep getting something so simple wrong? I, I really... Do you want me to go through the list? I really don't know. No, no, I wrote, I wrote that just for, for... Or for both of our references. Right. Okay, so... I know people are going to say, well, you know, as for, you know... It, he's a civil rights leader, and they're showing Rosa Parks, and it's showing... 
like for example, and it's also showing other people that are parts of uh, like Thurgood Marshall, parts of civil rights history, right? Okay, that's cool, but like you have to explain to me like why James Brown is in there. Like, is James Brown on there because he's like the, because he's the first person on the on to make a song on record to say say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. Is that why he, you? Is that what it is? Okay, no next list. You know, you understand, like, okay, Jesse Owens and Jackie Robinson, they broke down color barriers and, and walls in sports. Okay, I understand that. But, like, you're going to have to square up on me and try to give me some honest ex- explanation on why the fuck Tyler Perry's on here. I agree. Right? Like, uh, you're going to explain to me why, okay, Holly Berry, I get that. She's the first actress to ever win a major Academy Award that was uh, that was black, right? Okay, I get that. But, it's like, so, like, is Aretha Franklin the first black woman to ever ask for respect? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, is that what's going on? And then, you, and then you, you see, you see, like, okay, so what are we really doing? What this list is just a list because you look on one end and like the same last year when they had Nessa Mandela on here, still mm-hmm. is like great, great humanitarian, not an American. All right, it, 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 it's, it's sort of weird for me, and it, it, it just comes back to the same, um, the same issues I have with it. But yeah, go ahead. Um, I, when I see this, it's just like, man, you have to be a famous black person to get any type of recognition with WWE. It can't be like, you know, like <laughs> some great black inventors. It couldn't be like, um, Booker T. Washington. You know, it couldn't be Booker T. Washington. George, could, George Washington Carver. Yeah. You know, it couldn't be, you know, <laughs> folks that, you know, you. like if you're not an entertainer, or if you're not making them, you know, you're not dancing for them or you're not, you know. Being, you know, a, a great athlete. Ob- when they got Obama on there, they do have Obama, Obama on there. I'll give them that. Around, you know, I'll give them that. But they were kind of strong armed into that. Um, Edgy Connolly, Connolly's rights ain't, ain't out here dance for nobody. True. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I get, you. I get. You. Yeah, definitely. My, my main thing is just that it's a na- it's a national holiday. It's not a black holiday, and it, and I understand like that the, the feeling of want to like wanting to. Like, throw other people that also um, represented like some of the struggles and ideals that like that he went through and that he was trying to achieve. So mm-hmm. like, you throw on like the Rosa Parks. I get that, but like ultimately, like this is a Black History list. But like, they just was like I'm just starting to think that like they just want to get a jump start on Black History Month. That's I really think. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to start using the point where that's what this must be what it is. Like, bro, like. Neil deGrasse Tyson is one of the like the most thought is one of the smartest people I've ever, I've ever heard talk like in regards to anything. Uh-huh. Like, you can literally have him talk about anything. I understand he's an astrophysicist, but yeah, I'm talking about anything and pretty much any and like he he'll be on Levitar show from time to time. Oh, he's, yeah. he's a freaking genius, right? But like, I don't think he's the first black astrophysicist. Like, I don't think he's, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's the first rocket scientist to have me a brother. Like, it's not. A, it's not a thing, right? It's just. I weird. would like to see someone like Xavier Woods, like you know, talk about this thing. Like, they could have broken into like some type of short, like, mm. like kind of not in character uh, video. Like, have him explain, like you know, why Doctor Kim is important. Different stuff like that. They they might have you know been able to do something with and. Right. I see Woods being like the new Jericho in a sense, like the, the super smart guy that, you know, they send out there to talk pretty much. And I don't know, it, you know, WWE, they've all, they've never really, you know, gotten the race thing right over the years. Well, I mean, um, to be fair, like there's not too many corporate national corporations that, that do get the race thing right. You right, know what I mean? Right. So maybe, maybe we're kind of, we're being too harsh, but the only is like, it's so weird that I you just have roll this, my eyes when I see this stuff. Yeah, exactly. You see this, but the one thing is like it's so, 
it's so weird to see like this sport that is like so like it's so I can't even exp- like it's so weird. That's the best way I can explain it. It's just so weird to have to deal with this stuff. All right, so uh, with the first last segment of the show, Roman comes down and boasts that nobody can beat him right now, and he's uh, and he's going to main event WrestleMania for the third year in a row. Come out and got predictable booze. Then Hammy comes out, says that he's come for the storm because uh, because Lesnar is here. Then is a parade of people coming down, interrupting each other, ultimately leading to a stare down between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Then Brock's music come out, comes out, and then it breaks down into all a free for all. It ultimately leads with Brock looking destructive, uh, and he kicks all three baby faces' asses. So my question for you is: Do you think Brock Lesnar has his heat back? No. No, <laughs> <laughs> like no, like you got squashed on pay per view by a fifty year old dude. But he just and beat the three biggest baby faces in the company with ease. Fuck that, mean. Look, look at these baby faces. Those those guys are scrubs and chumps themselves. Um, Lesnar, like you know, he, he destroyed those guys that you know aren't hot. No one wants to see Seth Rollins win. No one wants to see Roman Reigns win right now. Sami Zayn got stared down and threw like a jabron and made to be even look even dumber later that evening. Yeah. Um, Lesnar's a tired, washed act at this washed. point. Washed. Wow. Not not washed as in washed up, but like you know he's washed right now. Like we like. You need to, you know, there, there's some that, that the tread on that tire is real zone? thin. Yeah, the, the tread on the tires is running thin with him, and I feel like with Lesnar, you know, apparently he's going to be on Raw more, um, leading up to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He has to compete. They enough. Like just, I, just being just beating people up ain't enough. No yes, more? he has to compete. It's just like, what are you doing here? Well. I, I guess my I guess my question would be that is if well if he's going to leave people laying like what difference does it make if he's leaving people laying or if he's pinning them, I mean who could they afford to go out there and him beat and him just beat the crap out of and it is not going to be somebody that they're just going to kill because you look at Raw you look at the holding pattern they've had in the main event and obviously like you look at the main event and it's clear that they don't have anybody that they trust to have any credibility except for those four, six guys right and I think you so, you keep like, Brock so they, away from them. All right. Well, then that leaves. Makes them all look like bums. Okay. Well, if that's the case, then what leaves them next? Like him, versus, like Roberts the New Day in a hand, triple handicap match. Yeah. Like like have Titus O'Neil come out there and get get dropped one week. Have oh have Goldust come out there one week get dropped. Uh, have Lesnar just run through all these guys, run through like ten guys, you know, until it's like, man, this guy's a murderer. Like, and I and got, get it back. See, the thing, I guess maybe I just disagree because I I. I saw it. What I I liked what I saw. Mm-hmm. I like I like that entire segment, all the interplay and all of the storylines that are intertwined between. Like, there's beef between Jericho, Jericho between those two, um, because Jericho still talking about trying to win the Royal Rumble, and then it'd be a, a you know a buddies, um, a buddies main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You, you see Braun Strowman coming out and going face to face with Roman. You see Braun Strowman climbing up on the apron after. Uh, Brock clears the ring on face face with him and then bailing out. You see, um, after Brock walked up to the ring, you see Sami Zayn run in on Braun Strowman to get his revenge. You know, and I, I mean, 
I enjoyed all the interplay, and you see all, all, I'm pretty sure all these guys, you know, except for whoever is the WWE champ, Universal Champion at the time, is going to be in the Rumble, mm-hmm. so, like, I feel like they've done a pretty good job explaining, like, all these people hate each other's guts, and you're, and you know, these guys are eventually going to screw each other. It's going to lead to more feuds. Right. I understand that. I guess I feel like... I still don't think Lesnar got his heat back, though. Mm, okay. So... I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what to do with him, then. If, if... Who do you... Okay, so... Let's say he doesn't win the Rumble. Who should he beat up at... On TV, then? Like I said, he needs, he, needs, he needs to work his way, like, not from the bottom, not like The Rock. <laughs> but he needs to, like... Like, he needs to come out there and, you know... You remember how they built up Kane? Like, Back in 98? Yeah, be like, all right, you think you're about to have a match, and all of a sudden Lesnar's out there and just, he just, just murdering you. Yeah, you pretty they, much like the Sandman from the Apollo. Like, yeah, dude, you could do here, that, or they, they can book matches like, yeah, Brock Lesnar will be in action tonight, like against, like I said, Titus O'Neil or some, something like that. And just, you got these guys on the roster, might as well give them something to do. Okay. But uh, moving on, we had a... Uh, tag team title match that had a funny ending. Um, late in the match, Sheamus accidentally uh, clocked the ref, uh, and it led to you know the club uh, getting a pinfall over Sheamus and Cesaro with the replacement ref, and it set up a dusty finish um, situation. But for the heels, so you know the original ref like waved it off. If you guys aren't aware what the dusty finish means, and it became a DK win for Anderson Gallows. Um, they got the visual pinfall. James, do you think this further legitimized the club duo? Yes, but, like, they're still going to need more. Because they got beat so many times. And like a drum. Yeah, and it, it's a start to where, like, you get the visual pinfall, and then they, after that they leave them laying, both both of them. Yeah. Well, that that's a nice start, but... They're going to need, like, a real rehabilitation. I mean, like, it's going to need to become via promo, too. Like, or or via angle shot between all four of them, you know, talking shit back and forth. Because they they just got beat too many times. And then last time they were on the mic, and we were so bad with the comedy stuff that just was just DOA, literally. So... I said literally when it wasn't actually literally. I hate hate, hate people that do that. But, so, they really... They seems like they got momentum and they're starting to build them up. I feel like they probably should beat up on the New Day. If, if, if they're not going to be champions, you might as well beat them. And they can ab- them. and the New Day can absorb a loss. Right. Um, trying to think the as far as like um like the club with that whole uh, victory on them. It to me it was very odd that they did a dusty finish yes. like. For the faces to remain champions, yes, that that kind of um, is screwy. Um, I work, you know, in an independent promotion here in Florida, and they ran a dusty finish finish one time, and I was the ring announcer at that that night, and I pretty much had to deliver the news to everyone, and everyone got so pissed. <laughs> so and it and it was like this is what it's supposed to be like. So when it's the other way, it's like. Ha ha, you heels, but it's like, yeah. they clearly whooped their ass, essentially, so, you know, I don't know. Well, that's they, why I was glad, like, after they got screwed, they stomped them out again. They stomped, because they made like, Let y'all like, know it's real. Like, let them know, like, we, nah, like, we're getting this heat. Like, it's enough for the, like, that y'all have just, 
that you know y'all jobbed us or whatever. Like imagine if like Cesaro and Sheamus got up in there and 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 basically cleared the ring with him. That would have been awful. Right. That would have been like well, you should just beat him then. That's the case. Right. Yeah. Um. But looking around the rest of the tag team division, like who else could they beat on for? Because I don't think it's a good idea to keep putting them together. Right. Like, at least, like they should, like because there's one more show before the paper. There's a go home show before Raw. I'm um, sorry, before the Royal Rumble. So, who should who should you put them against to like get them over a little bit more? Uh, or do you think they should just lay out Seamus Cesaro again? I think they should just like attack these dudes. Like put one of them out of action, and then like so you <laughs> delay the title match. Like so, knock Seamus's ass out. Or you know, mm-hmm. I don't want Cesaro on TV. Well. Okay, so do we know if they have a match for Rumble, or is that the match you expect to like eventually get? I think they'll eventually get it. Later? They might name it as a pre-show match or something. Well, I mean, that's the case. They probably need to beat Cesaro to get heat on to get heat for injury. You know, for they the could. comeback to build a comeback. Oh, by the way, that match like the Cesaro hot tag is a real thing. It's oh yeah, thing. and the, and the crazy thing is about this that they were hot for both tag team matches. Uh, we'll get to Enzo and Cass versus Rusev and Jinder later, but this crowd really enjoyed the big Cass hot tag in a way that we haven't had since like they first like the first couple months when they came back came up. Yeah, um, the the Raw tag team division has kind of been you know like after the New Day lost the championships, is there was a big question mark on what would happen, um, and with the whole super team of Sheamus and Cesaro, I I've always kind of looked at them as transition guys. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have like had New Day lose the championship because I feel like they're in a situation where they're trying to figure things out now. With New Day, they wouldn't have had to figure anything out; could have just turned them. But uh, it'll be interesting to well, uh, to see what goes on. Well, I will say if, we, if they turn New Day heel, like who would they have been facing? Like who's on the face side now? I mean, eventually they would have had to get Enzo and Cass. Yeah, that yeah that is the the money feud eventually come down down the line. Yeah, but okay. Uh, Charlotte came out for ten for a uh, the ten o'clock segment and cut a promo on Bailey, calling her an average fan. She displayed old photos of young Bailey with John Cena, Ivory, which is a blast from the past, RVD, <laughs> and Bret Hart. Charlotte continued by displaying old writings from Bailey and um, showing her uh, talk about her aspirations as a youth to make it to the WWE. Uh, Bailey then gets to the ring um, and while Charlotte bails, and Bailey uh, tells her that the mind games won't work, and that she's not ashamed of her past, and explains that her father used to scrape money together whenever WWE came to town in the Santa Clara area, uh, and even. For any tickets, even where they were, in the, even if they were up front and the in the back row and the nosebleeds, so she didn't say nosebleed, but you, that's what she meant. Mm-hmm. Can't say that more; it's like a slur. So, <laughs> you know, it's offensive. Like I spent, I spent forty dollars. Right. Anyway, yeah. So, but then she starts. But the crowd's behind her, loved her. But then she starts doing the nursery rhyming thing. Oh, so, Rich, do you think this common person route is the right move? No, and. It seems like they're they're warming up the leftovers of her NXT um, big push, and I know people haven't seen it before, but those of us that have, it's really tiring. And it's her her story sounds awfully familiar to Sasha Banks's that she was telling over the summer, where she you know had to scrape up this money to get tickets she couldn't afford, and 
you know, I would love to see Bailey come back with, you know, you know, Charlotte, you know, young, like there's plenty of footage of Charlotte being around, you know, um, during Ric Flair's career and all this stuff. So have Bailey come back with that. Like let's, you know, they've, they presented Bailey in a, in a, in a way as a huge threat to the champion by beating her several times. And it's like they almost want us to forget about that. Like, that she's not a capable wrestler. Like, that she's not, like... And I feel like this thing is entirely too calculated with her. Like, with Daniel Bryan, it was a natural thing. And then with Bailey, it feels like such a plan. I feel like people are going to sniff it out eventually. Hmm. I don't know, because, I mean... Maybe, maybe it's because I'm, you know, I have, I'm just literally in the bag for her, but... That was the, probably the best promo she's had on the main roster. Um... And she just stepped them bars up, though. Yeah, I mean, aside from you know, them, them, them <laughs> that nursery rhyme and shit, but uh, I just, I just, it's, it's really hard to, to deal with the whole, like, Charlotte, it, am I wrong, is, like, Charlotte have a formulaic, like, like, almost like Stephanie, like, gum out and bury whoever the apparent she, opponent she's is. She's gonna show up in all black at the beginning of the feud. She had a cape on. Did you see cape? Like I didn't had, really know. Like she had like a cape deal, but it went like it, it went like it, it it cut off like above her like waist though. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I was like, is she, what, 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 "Are you finna fight crime?" What's going on? <laughs> oh, like like Charlotte, she comes out in all black. She's gonna say something dis- despicable about you, and then y'all are gonna start fighting. Dana Brooke's gonna get involved. Oh you're gonna God. beat Dana Brooke a bunch of times. And then you're going to fight Charlotte on pay-per-view. You're going to lose. And then, you know, repeat. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to continue this. If this way is going, like, I don't understand how they're going to get this feud going from... Oh, we about to get a dozen finish popping. No, but still, like, still have it on TV. Like, that seems like it's going to be a just, dr- like, just, oh. That's why they and need more Royal women. Rumble to rust and then finish it. Well, it would be nice if you had Emelina show up, right? It would be. It would be. But... She's better off not showing up until after WrestleMania now. You think so? Yes. Oh my god, she's gonna have heat just for not showing up. And and then look what the you look at the other woman's feud, right? Like they, it's like they're just want to have her off TV. Just want to have Charlotte off TV. Or Sasha. What did I just say? Charlotte. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm yeah, they, like, like they, they want to like, have her we, off TV. Like that's just because we don't want to put you in any matches right now. So just go away. Like that's that's just awfully creative, WWE. <laughs> like <laughs> awfully creative. What did well, you think of that whole the jumping uh, thing? I thought all the refs should be fired. <laughs> they see all yeah. these refs are out by the ring. They see her come out here and jump and jump, Sasha. And then they let her roll up on her knee and then drop on the knee and then and then they decide, hey, oh yeah, there's no barricade here, there's no dog, there's no electric dog collar shot collar on my neck. I can go into the ring and get her off of her. Right. No figure. Alright, so that's yeah. gonna wrap up the first part of the uh, of the show. I think we're making good time here. Uh, we're going to go into a special segment from James where is, is James is going to shoot. I have, I have no idea <clears throat> what he's going to say. The gun is loaded, and he is about to unload. So, James, take it away. Yes. Uh, I pinned this today, and I call this a ode to Rusev. I owe Rusev an apology. Rusev, you are the last of a dying breed. A man that's built like a refrigerator that leans on you and squeezes the life out of you like a boa constrictor. 
a man that once upon a time operated a literal death machine in close proximity to thousands of civilians. <laughs> a man that a man that looks like he eats sawdust for breakfast. Why? Because oatmeal is for pussies. <laughs> now, sexist jokes aside, now, now, while sexist jokes aside, I'm not always entertained from bell to bell by the likes of a Rusev or even a big cast. I respect the hell out of them, especially knowing that they're both responsible for carrying these two assholes they're currently stuck with. I don't care much. I don't care how much gender chemically mutates his body, or how many times Enzo references his G card after watching what they just did on Monday. Yeah. These clowns stumbled around and fell on the ground multiple times. Somehow, in a five-minute match, they somehow turned this chicken shit into dog shit. When Roos, I'm sorry, when Enzo started throwing punches that made Shaman Man's offense like the Thriller in Manila. <laughs> Enzo. Con- Enzo concluded this clusterfuck by getting the winning cover in which he decides to get up prematurely to celebrate before the ref's three count landed on the mat, thereby pulling a Deshaun Jackson and exposing the fucking business. <laughs> a crime, a crime in which, a crime for which he should, le- I'm sorry, a crime which should lead to a steel chain flogging from Rusev and getting thrown down into a ten foot tall cauldron with an identical vat of smolder- smoldering crude. Being suspended overhead and poured down into the container, resulting in Enzo being boiled in oil. <laughs> Fuck. Boiled in oil. Now. Woo. Now. Cool down. Moving on down to SmackDown. Shane announced that the WWE oh, 10 title. seconds. 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, so I see you got your Jim Cornette on. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. I did. Listen to Jim Cornette. He gets you, gets you riled up. You so go. now moving on to SmackDown. Shane announced that the WWE title will be defended in the Elimination Chamber. Rich, who do you suspect will be in the Elimination Chamber in just over three weeks? Uh, I think we're going to be looking at uh, AJ Styles, John Cena, The Miz, Dean Ambrose, Baron Corbin, and Randy Orton. Okay. I want to say. Unless there's someone I'm forgetting. It sounds about right. That, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a logical one. Uh, I'm just I'm just surprised that they're already starting. I mean, they could. Well, it's like it's almost as if like they're completely like this week, just like completely like never mind the Royal Rumble, like mm-hmm. like. And and one way, one I did last week, the booking of um, my fake card or whatever. Right. They had no um, part timers on it. I knew that. They were going to have elimination chamber, so I figured that would be whoever wins their title shot for their belt. Mm-hmm. But they just went on and just told you, like no one from no one from SmackDown is going to win this. Shit. And then like it throws out like, okay, so that's why. What are they doing? That's James? why Undertaker took his ass over to Raw and it won the show. It what seems are, like what are they doing? Team. Exposing the business. <laughs> <laughs> They're exposing the fucking business, James. It's so funny. It's my new favorite thing. It's supposed to the business. <laughs> so, I mean, if you were to ask me, I mean, I would say the first three you said. Cena, AJ, Miz, because especially why else would they have them out there, all three? Why know? would they have Miz losing the belt? And, and also Miz doing the whole, up. Miz and AJ and Cena doing the whole, like, instigation thing they did at the beginning segment, which I really enjoy because, like, there's not too many times where, like, Cena is actually, like, really literal fun as opposed to just being, like, a, a cutting jerk where he just kneecaps you. Yep. So, 
it was fun to be like, you gonna let them talk to you like that? <laughs> I know the phenomenal one ain't finna let the Miz talk to him like that. Like, yeah. it was so good. Like, he's gassing dudes up behind the scenes like such a jerk. So, um, I would say those three definitely. Seen out there like um, like Big Cousin. That's out there instigating. <laughs> uh, I'd imagine Ziggler would be in. Um, Possibility. If, they, if they're going to break him out and move him away from the Intercontinental title, then... They're doing this whole thing with a heel. He's the new baby, the new um, villain. Then let him be in the... Uh, Heat him up. Yeah, let him be in there. Um, I'd also say Corbin. Are you coming around on Corbin yet? No. No. <laughs> I'm just saying they going to put him in there because that's their guy. Uh, and at that point, they, I mean, I'm putting Dean Ambrose. They're going to have to be faces in there. So I imagine you have, I mean, you have Cena in there. Uh, you have AJ as the hill that everybody cheers, and then you have Ambrose, and there you go. Yeah. Um, the With the whole Elimination Chamber thing, it's going to be really interesting because that tells me, I like, say, uh, like, you know, AJ's going to re- say he retains at the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. right? And then he's going to have to retain again. So, unless they want to get cute and, you know, beat him, Styles might still end up in the title match at WrestleMania. Yeah, but I think what's going to happen is they have... Get AJ. that rematch on TV? No. I think AJ finna lose at Royal Rumble, and then they're going to tell that man, get your rematch in a six-for-all. Oh, yeah. shit. Go get your rematch. Go get your title sh- Go get your get championship rematch. rematch in a fucking free-for-all. Yeah. Yeah. Get it like the Red Cross. Unbelievable. <laughs> like, never mind the fact that you're, like, you're most people's favorite champion in, like, a year and a half. Yep. Never mind that, or two years. Fuck all just, that. Just go, just go get in. Hey, fuck all that. Here comes Mongo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Never mind that shit. And then maybe to come out there and, get, and be the last dude eliminated. And lose. Cena gonna beat that man in, in, a, in a one-on-one inside of that eliminated chamber. Watch that man crash and burn on the, on this shit and get, like, something's gonna, something bad gonna happen to that man. Like, watch, he's probably going to try and... Watch, I, just, I, I caught a spot right now. Eliminate Shaper. It's just those two left. He's he's already tried to take him out with a phenomenal elbow. Didn't work. So he goes to the top of the pod. To Fuck. Out. He goes to the top of the pod to try to get that man a phenomenal elbow. And he catches, caught. catches that man. And then AAs him. Yeah, go home. I'm, Fuck. I, I mean... I, I, it, we know how this works. Yeah. You know, they love them catching finishers, so... Yep. Holy Lord. Um, <laughs> alrighty, moving on, man. <laughs> we got five more seconds left, and I just couldn't take anymore. Is the present because it's so predictable? <laughs> yes. Um, speaking of predictable, the main event of, was, of SmackDown was a women's steel cage match. You know, Becky finally got her title rematch where she could finally get her hands on that scoundrel Alexa Bliss. And no one could possibly interfere, right? But, you know, how WWE cage matches work, there's always interference. Wrong. Now, I was talking I was talking to, to James, uh, and I was like, what was the last steel cage match that had no interference? I couldn't remember. And we couldn't figure it out. Uh, <laughs> it might have been Triple H versus Brock Lesnar, but I'm not sure. Wow. Uh, so, Luchadora walked... In through the cage door, and she screwed over uh, Becky Lynch and our favorite redhead mounted a comeback and unmasked the granny pantied villain for the world to find out that it is the future WWE Hall of Famer Mickey James. Now, James, I know you know name association aside that you wanted Mickey back in the WWE for years, but what do you make of her addition to the storyline? 
Uh, I don't know. Like, are they going to become like a team or a faction type thing and just try to and basically hold um, Bex down, or is it going to be a situation where like we're going to get a promo next week from Mickey and Mickey says, "I came back for you, Becky," or whatever. Is your goddamn do good? Yeah, whatever. I like, or you know, maybe. But I mean, I will say, like, man, Mickey still smoke show, bro. <laughs> she is still the smoke show. My God. Anyway, but yeah, I, I, I think. What do you make I mean, about the I, decision to turn her heel? I mean, if the whole deal was we want her to be uh, to come out here and have matches with Becky and feud with Becky, then I'm, I'm, a, I forgive it, right? Because yep. you look at the other end of the women's division, you see like what Nikki and Natty are doing, and you see like the Alexa Becky thing, like Cor- Listening to Cornette, he made a great point about this. And, I mean, we hear this from time to time on Observer Radio, but not, like, explain this thoroughly. If you keep sending a baby face out there to to, to, to to go after a goal, after somebody, and they keep coming back with their face kicked in or not with whatever they're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. like, if unless he's, like, you know, eventually people are going to think Stop that Stop believing in him. Yeah, a person's going to probably believe in him and think he's a fucking loser. So you have to have somebody, something happen to basically put that person away, yeah. right? So, like, for example... The Wyatt family and Dan Bryan. Well, yeah, but I was going to say, like, Amber, Ambrose chasing after um, so, Rollins for yeah. so long, right? Yeah, Ambrose chasing after Rollins so long, and he finally gets him inside the, the cage, and then, what, lo and behold, instead of beating him, you have Bray Wyatt come through a... Through, run his fat, fat body, body yep. underneath the damn rope, and you see him come through, and then, like, instead of him getting his business on... Or get his vengeance on Bray Wyatt at Hel- uh, TLC. They have a fucking flat screen exploding in his face, right? Like, is, you know, the flat screen exploding in your face. I don't know. Yeah. What a, I don't know about that part. But, yeah, I, I'd love to see Becky and, and Mickey have a match. I, I think it'd be great. But, I mean, if that push, if that moves her, her way and Mickey and Alexa split, like, what exactly does Alexa move on to? Like, Who's the who's the? Oh, I look on the face side of the women on SmackDown. Like, what's there right now uh, for her if it's not Becky? Well, eventually, when Natalia and Nikki Bella runs this course, it's Nikki Bella. Right, but they're in their thing right now, and it just started. So, like, what? Yeah, I mean, they they could have Nata- Naomi, of course. They could they could give her somebody that she could beat, like a Naomi, like yeah. a. Um, who I mean, else they, 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 have? If they don't want to give her the back to Becky. They might as well give her somebody she can beat. Yeah. Um, they had Mickey James show up. Um, Becky cut an impassioned promo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you caught it. It I was it was part of the uh, just, backstage. I can't believe it. I'm sick of this shit. She's yep. like, I'm sick of this Disgusted. shit. Disgusted. Disgusted. <laughs> I think there's a great argument to be made that Becky Lynch is the best baby face WWE's had on the main roster since Daniel Bryan. Yeah, she's a, she's a candidate running for that. Um, there was a there was a point on one of the Talking Smacks, maybe this point where, like, everybody was, like, Raw or SmackDown had all heels. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, she was on there. She was, like, I don't like what's going on with SmackDown. Like, how everybody's out here cheating and winning. And, like, this is setting a bad example for the kids. When I was, like, that's right. Tell yeah. them to, take the pro- tell them to do the, you know, the, the, uh, the, to, 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 to do their prayers and to, and to take yeah. the vitamins out yeah. there. Becky, go ahead. Yeah, you know, keep it a buck out there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Becky Lynch, like, I, I think this is WWE's way of giving her a, a, some type of reward. Like, we're going to give you this Hall of Fame person. Mm-hmm. Here's your reward for uh, carrying SmackDown. So. 
Well, moving on. Ambrose versus Orton turned into more Wyatt family fraying as Harper costs Owen another match, leading to the Wyatt striking, or leading to Bray striking Harper to de-escalate the situation. Later on in the in the show, Wyatt announced that a Harper uh, versus Owen, or sorry, a Harper versus Orton match uh, will be done next week. Rich, is this a is this group destined to implode? Yes. Every group is destined to implode at some point. Oh, it's like, could this person possibly win? Yes. Anybody can book it right. like anything. I'm like, yes. Like, like, all groups are put together to do this. But, yes, the Wyatt family, they're on the uh, highway to implosion. Um, we've all known this shit has, you know, it, it been in the works. Uh, no one has really believed this Randy Orton thing from the jump. And eventually, he's going to slap Bray Wyatt some, some skin and whoop his black ass. <laughs> and it's going to be cool. I don't know how much it helps Wyatt. It, you know, you get to fight a 12-time world champion. I guess that does help you to a certain extent. But uh, maybe this is the time where Wyatt wins the big one against this guy. Um, or he can take a loss. Yeah, if anybody can take a loss, it's him. They busted his head open at uh, SummerSlam, and he cool. came back, you know, under. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. They, uh, yes, this group is destined, and Harper's gonna be the guy that's like, you know, gonna, gonna do the dirty work for Bray, and eventually he's gonna get tired of it too, I think. So maybe we're looking at a three way. That'd be awesome. I mean, you could, you'd be able to hide the fact that Wyatt's like, eh, in the ring, yep. and then you have. Luke Harvey's awesome, and Randy Orton's also awesome. Uh, I don't know, like, on one end, I see some of the, like, camera shots and things, some of the faces some of these guys make, and it seems like Orton is almost, like, doing this on purpose. On one end, where he's, like, Luke Harper's getting in the way or whatever, and then, like... Cause confusion. Yeah, yeah, cause confusion. And then, like, you'll see, like, face ornaments, like, he's happy to diffuse me ahead and, like, behind their backs, and they don't see it when those two are all, all three of them are, guys are hot. Yep. But on the other end, like, you'll see him take, get rolled up on, and, bro, like, or like, he's ready to blow a fucking gas when he gets rolled up on. <laughs> like, he's gonna, like, lose his mind, like, like, on one end, like, when he got rolled up on Monday, like, you see his, hand, like, hands and head, like, this fucking guy just comes to me another match, I'm going to kill him with my bare hands. Right. Randy Orton been around 15 years still, and he ain't really with this losing shit. Right. Like, <laughs> right. You know, anger management. So, is it... So, I don't know if it's if it's a situation where, like, eventually it's going to come out where, like, the whole thing is like a play, or where the whole thing is almost like him coming back to the authority, and mm-hmm. then, like, catching Bray Wyatt one-on-one, and then, like, stepping off of that, off of the apron, and then throwing up two middle fingers, and, yep. then, and then slapping him some skin open his black ass... Or if it's going to be a situation where, like, it's literally, like, the Wyatt family is just disbanded or whatever, or there's some type of split. Bro, it's about or time. Or there's some type, of, some, like, type of situation where, like, maybe it's a holding pattern until, like, the <laughs> until Eric Rowan comes back and then they turn into a tag match feud or whatever. Whereas, like, that would be kind of be cool to see, like, Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt versus 
Harper, Harper and, Rowan. and Rowan or whatever and been like, after all this time but you lean us around, like we even had enough of this shit. Yep, and we gonna whoop you. You know, we not believe <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we we gonna whoop you, we ain't believing this bullshit and, and, and we see uh Luke Harper and Air Rowan turning into like regular people almost, like where it's like, Yeah, we were something was wrong with us. Like <laughs> where <laughs> where we were doing all this, you know, we didn't talk and we were doing all these crazy faces and and all of a sudden, Luke Harper started looking like somebody that's out here, like, is a full-time mechanic off that works Right, that books. man gets, like, a haircut. Like, he, he cuts his hair a little bit where he, like, cleans up, but not all the way. But he's, like, you know, he's, he's trying to transition back into regular life, you know, <laughs> after being in that cult, you know. Wow. Disconnecting, if you will, you know. <laughs> You know, I've been watching that uh, that show with Leah Remini. Oh, you know, stupid. so they've been talking about a lot of disconnection. Wow. You know, so um, they uh, yeah, we're gonna these guys are definitely imploding, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next. So I'm I'm just excited that like this is gonna be a little different change. All right, uh, Dolph Ziggler was on the King's Court this week. I haven't seen one of those in years. And Jerry Lawler yeah. was out there shirtless, which yes. was another thing. Um, <laughs> and he basically threatened to kill Jerry Lawler. James, yes. was this good, bad, or just unintentionally hilarious? Dude, I don't know what I saw. Uh, it was a range. Okay. If I was going to say, because it was a range of all three. If uh, I was going to say what it mostly was, I would, I would say that it was... Mostly good, I guess. Like, I might say 35% was good, and then, like, whatever you split it, the rest of it, like, equally, like, unintentionally comedy, comedy and bad. Like, the good parts were where Ziggler says, you know, and, and you know, we actually thought about this, and, um, you know, the storyline checks out. I originally thought that it was the Montreal, I thought it was, I always thought it was. Cage match. Cage match and what, and then immediately followed the heart attack. But no, it was actually the tag match that Mm -hmm. led to it. It was like, okay, they actually went through it, which is also one thing. It's like, okay, well, they fuck up so much. They actually go back there. They fuck up their time. They fuck up their time frames or stuff, references and stuff that you figure like, of course, that was messed up. Right. Then, shouts uh, out to them. So, 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 no, that was good. Um, The part where you have Ziggler saying he's threatening to beat up. Where he's threatening to, you know, more or less like finish the job on the guy to have a heart attack when this dude is like sixty-seven years old and you're in the prime of your life. That's kind of whack, right? Yeah. Like one, like you know it's a work. Like, <laughs> like get the fuck out my face, amateur wrestler guy, right? Um, Booty shaker. Yeah, rump, rump shaker. Rump shaker. In the words of Dean Ambrose, rump shaker. Mr. Booty, Mr. Booty Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, back to the good, I, I will say, like, Jerry Lawler still, like, even, like, that man, I don't know whether it'll, like, come to a point where, like, he's still not good as hell on the bike. Because mm-hmm. he, he just still is. Like, when he said, I might finish the job, if you say one more word, like, Lawler comes up to him and he says, well, Ziggler, how does it feel that no matter how many times you change your persona or your personality, you're still a loser? <laughs> I was sc- screaming. Screaming, oh, dude. Um, and then, you know, non-intentional funny is, uh, I wouldn't say it was good or bad when he super kicked uh, Lawler in the chest yeah. and he fell. But I will say what that's unintentionally funny, absolutely, 
is JBL rushing to the rescue to go help for, go help yes. out uh, Lawler, and, and then all of a sudden he pulls that doo 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 trips and falls on stumbles over himself like there was a banana pill. Um, Anytime JBL looks bad, I'm all for it. <laughs> and then he goes to the ring. And, bro, the best part after was like later on in the show, oh, Tonga asks, hey man, uh, so what happened with the fall or whatever? And then like, and then JBL was like, I tripped over a stupid course trying to help my friend, a guy I respect. And it was like, <laughs> you can see backstage that nigga. Like, 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 yes, he like this shit. I eat for that shit. <laughs> that was probably Vince that told him to talk about that shit. Bro, it was one of the questions like, like you, you know, you have like friends that are in these certain situations or whatever, or yeah. you have people that are like in conflict or whatever. You just yeah. around and be like, and you so see, you, say and you make contact with somebody else or whatever, and it's kind of like you gonna you gonna you gonna say something like to set that, that ignite that light. <laughs> you gonna set it off? Yeah, are you gonna set it off exactly? <laughs> it, dude, it was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, hey man. So what happened with you? You know, former former WWE champion. You mean to tell me you can't like walk? Right, <laughs> <laughs> world champion. You yeah. know, yeah. But I'm. Are you on the ground? Right. I, I I just don't know. Like. After this, after this segment, like, what's, what is this leading to? Yeah, for Ziggler, like, <laughs> they're not gonna have a match. Like, it's one thing to be they have. It's one thing, like, you know, maybe keep, maybe Lawler brings someone hit in. Hit with a shot in the stomach, and it's another one to actually like actually have a match with Lawler. You know what I mean, if anybody Ziggler. can do it, it's Ziggler. But I feel like maybe this is an opportunity for them to introduce a surrogate. Uh, they have Lawler bring someone in, whether it be watch Nakamura. It be, watch it be Jack Swagger. Oh my God, Jack Swagger, terrible. Bring a real American in. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll show you some real wrestling. You know, <laughs> Mr. Wrestler Man, Mr. Yeah. Kent State. <laughs> but you know, Mr. Rumpshaker. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Rumpshaker. <laughs> okay, moving on. Nikki and Natty had a segment that broke into an all-out concourse fight brawl. Rich, where do you rank this feud amongst all the other current feuds on SmackDown Live and Raw in terms of weekly enjoyment? This is probably better than anything on Raw, <laughs> for one. Um, you know, when she talks about, you know, Nikki, when your beauty phase, John is going to leave you and you are going to die alone. That shit is like all the way up, like all the way, all the way up. Like, you know, uh, I've always been a huge Natalia fan from like the moment I came back to watching wrestling, you know, the heart connection, everything else, raw in the ring. And she's finally like kind of, you know, she's getting a shot to do her thing. And who knew Nikki Bella would be this good? Being a sympathetic babyface, like who I never thought people would cheer Nikki Bella like this because the last time she was a babyface, it was not like this. What, what, like, what was the time? Which last? I don't really remember. That okay, um, the last there? time she was a babyface was before the SummerSlam turn with. Um, when you were beating her over and over and over because of Beck, because yes. of uh, Nick, uh, because of Breeze beef with Stephanie. Correct, right? correct. And you kept getting her ass handed to her in, in handicap matches. Yep. Huh. Wow. Hmm. This was not like this. Like, we, we were, like, Nikki Bell was not getting cheered for. She was not, like, getting, like, a part of something exciting. Yeah, you know, 
So I think, you know, the match is going to be good. Like, Natty's going to take care of that part. Nikki's more than competent enough to do her part. Like, she can do her power stuff or whatever. But this might be leading to a match where we might not have to worry about that. You know, it can just be real physical and, you know, everything like that. Like, what do, what do you, how much do you enjoy this to you, James? Dude, okay. So, outside of, like, on a weekly basis of, like, not thinking of what the match is going to bring, but, like, what my enjoyment level is for seeing it on TV every single week, this might be the number one thing going on. Yeah, tell me the right fucking way, Like, not the Miz, not AJ Styles in, in these contract talk feeds with John Cena, not Brock Lesnar laying waste to the entire uh, de- uh, Raw roster. Exposing the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, not, you know, it, it, I, it's just so Fun. Like remember the the end of last year when it first popped off that first night when she, Nikki or Natty started all the cussing and then yes. you know Nikki laid her out like, the next she, week. Little snitch, bro. Like it's she flipped on a dime, dude. Like it's fantastic. And the th- and the best part about it is like you can't even say that that Natty actually like turned on Nikki because you know like when Becky when she turned on Becky. And then, they, and then a few went over to SmackDown. SmackDown. She was a heel. She was a heel, and she never came back face. The whole thing was, I just want to be the leader of, of the team SmackDown or whatever. And then they made Nikki the captain, yep. and then they put a whole Tanya Harding deal, and then, like, it turned out it was it was Natty the, the whole, whole time. time. And, like, she, she never was really ever face. It just broke her away from Becky, right. and she was off um, fighting Carmella for a little bit. Like, I guess you could say that was the face turn when she's fighting Carmella. Maybe. I don't know. Well, not Chef, sorry, because Carmella was fighting um, Nikki, not Natalia. But. <coughs> so, yeah, she was a heel the whole time. Yeah. But she's coming out here just like. Like Nikki such on a, fire. Such a, such a two fa- faced evil person. Can you imagine, like. So if I told you at any other juncture in, 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 in their careers that those two were going to feud and it's going to be heated and personal, your first thing you would have thought would have been, like, damn, what, what did Nikki. What kind of mean girl uh, junk did Nikki pull? Like, you figure it would be, like, the same junk that, like, Charlotte's pulling with Bailey, uh-huh. except less lame. Uh-huh. And, and, and they would have ran, that would have been, and then you, people would have had sympathy for Natalia. Now, man, I feel bad for Nikki. Nikki be getting jumped. She can't, yep. look, Nikki can't walk these streets. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> safe. Yeah, she better get an order of protection. Look, Car- Carmella and Natalia be stomping on the regular streets she can walk on. Yes. <laughs> she walked up. There was a point, literally, before she walked up for the promo um, the, today, or um, the other day, she walked out, and all of a sudden you start it, it showing her walking backstage, and all of a sudden you see Nikki just like hammer swim, just look, like looking yeah. up. She tried to get jumped. Look, you know why? She ain't got no protection no more. You know, usually she got a twin sister there to uh, watch her back. Not no more. You know. Yeah, man. Five stars. Yeah. (laughs) Five star feud. No matches yet. Five star feud. That wraps up our topic, so we're going to get into the mailbag. Um, we got a lot of questions this week, so we're going to try to get to, to as many as we can here. Um, some of these are open-ended and long-winded. We got to some of the snooker stuff already, but let's begin with Ben Sheffer, who asks, who's going to be the biggest breakout star and tag team of 2017 from the current roster and NXT? 
He wants to hear some predictions. Mm. I'm not like super great with with the predictions thing. So he's gonna be the biggest breakout star in 2017. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna be a jerk and just say Kenny Omega. How about that? <laughs> I'm gonna be a jerk. I'm gonna be a jerk do it. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pull the. You hey, call me. Fuck it. James Boyd, licensed jerk. Fine, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Um, now for the tag team, I mean, <sighs> given the way it's going, I, I guess. I mean, it would be crazy. Would it be? I, I can't buy the revival. I feel like when the second they come up and they're standing next to Gallows, it's going to be a wrap. Oh, they're man. too small. They got to put them on SmackDown. They, they got to keep them away from them. Bad bodies and they're small. That'd be awful. Like, bro, imagine they have a Matt. Okay, I think they might be broke dissolved by the point. Imagine the revival comes up to SmackDown and they fight Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. What? Yeah. You know what kind of geeks they look like? They look like yeah. hands for talent. Yeah. Um. It doesn't matter if they're, like, the best tag team in the world. They look like a hands down. Like, we saw what happened when you have, like, guys that don't look like nobody, that don't look like really anybody mm-hmm. come up to the main roster. Like, unless you have AJ Styles with you, you start jobbing out to New Day every single week. Um, so, I, I'm going to say I'm gonna say the um, the Good Brothers. I'm, I'm going to say Anderson. Good Brothers. I'm going to say Gallows and Anderson. All right. Anderson, who, I mean, Gallows, who we all in a poll in, our, in this group... We all pretty, you know, he won the voting for the least athletic male superstar in the company. Yep. On the main roster. Sorry, but yeah, put a belt on that guy. I, I'm going to. I'm Tall and white. <laughs> <laughs> That's Baron Corbin. <laughs> um, if if I had to pick anyone that's that's gonna. Uh, breakout this year. I'm going to go out out of the box. I'm, <coughs> I'm going to say Kofi Kingston. Um, it's in long overdue. They got the tag team uh, thing out of the way. Maybe this is the year Kofi gets to get at least a title shot, and he, and he gets you know something like in you know the new days got over to a certain extent. It could be Biggie. You know they like the muscles, but I'm going to go Kofi. One thing I don't understand is, like, why haven't they let these dudes wrestle as single... I mean, besides, I guess, Titus O'Neil. Right. Wrestle as single wrestlers, like, while still being in the group. Like, we saw... Randy, I'm sorry. We saw Ambrose matches, Saffron's matches, and Roman Reigns' matches while they were still in the group. Right. Like, that could still be a thing. Now, I will say, like, you know, hope does spring eternal... Hope does spring eternal for Kofi Kingston during Royal Rumble... Yeah. Uh, time, but <laughs> money in the bank like, might be more in speed. What year is this for him? Was he? He, I think he first came around in like '08, if I'm not mistaken. So he's getting a little long in the tooth. If it's gonna be any time, because his feud with Orton was what 2010 or '09. That was like '09. Yeah, it's been a long time. A long time ago. Uh, and the, for the tag teams, that was like two entire PEDs suspensions for for Randy Orton to go. <laughs> Oh, man. I think we're going to look back and we're going... I don't know. The tag teams are... I think the Usos might, might rise back again. You know what's crazy? Would it be crazy to say American Alpha even though they like are champions right now? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> because they're champions. They're almost paper champions. I, I understand they beat Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. But they're the other champions and they kind of gave them the belts... When they weren't really hot, so yeah. you know, could be something like that. Um, as far as uh, a superstar from NXT, which I think is going to be a breakout star. Oh, the answer was a singles guy person. 
or was it was it anybody or was it had to be NXT single person? Uh, I, don't, I think this was there was, there was it was main roster and uh, NXT. Okay, well I'm good doing Kenny Omega. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and take. Either that's a no-brainer or a more dumb pick. Either one. Shinsuke Nakamura. How about that? <laughs> and I'll take uh, Gargano and Ciampa. I feel uh, like they're going to be down there for a minute. <clears throat> we'll see. I would love to be up there. You know, like, it was up to me. I have Johnny Gargano come out here and win the Royal Rumble if it looked me. But, <laughs> you know, I don't make these decisions. Uh, Jeremy asks, uh, what up, Jeremy? Uh, any thoughts on the UK tournament, and should the UK champ Tyler Bate have a spot in the Rumble? Um, I'm going to answer that one. I I like the setup of the whole UK tournament. I like Wolfgang a lot. Big dude doing flips and shit. Mm-hmm. That's always, you know, cool in my book. Uh, a couple of those guys didn't look great for primetime, but they've got a plan, and the fans look like they were into it, so why not? Um, Tyler Bate, the UK champ, uh, I don't think he should get a spot in the Rumble just because they have too many masters already to serve adding one more thing I, I don't think it's necessarily necessary right now well I mean we're two weeks out I think there's like 22 spots already filled mm-hmm. so like that you know obviously giving you know my great math skills that means there's eight <laughs> spots left right so I don't want to cause no confusion how do you, I mean, if you throw them out there, will that like, really ruin any of the quote-unquote surprises that the people expect in the Rumble? Because we, we we'll, we'll never know. We only expect there to be maybe like one or two more people to ever like they, they throw their names to that. We right? will never know. Because mm-hmm. they also could use, which leads us to our next question, Jeremy also asked, should Cruiserweights be in the Rumble? Who's a Cruiserweight? Like, because unless it's like Neville... Or Neville, Cedric or, Alexander. Unless it's like Neville, Gallagher, uh, Rich Swan, or 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 Cedric, I don't, I don't really know. Nah. Like I've stopped watching uh, two or five. Like I've missed the last three episodes. Yeah, or two episodes. Uh, One or two. They got to figure out Tazawa. Like if they want to bring him out there, but he's even too small for all that. Um, Mustafa I mean, Ali, they can run him out there, like, and, and let him fly around and get destroyed by somebody. Um, I will say this: if the whole purpose is to actually like legitimate, legitimize them, then they need to have like some of the top guys in there and actually do something. Like Neville has been, like, by all accounts, Neville has been so goddamn good, and he's been a monster in killing cruiserweights. That like, and we've seen that guy have great matches with. Other guys in the main roster that no one really looks at him like Cruiserweight, like this is almost like light work for him. So right. he might as well be in the be in there. We had some like, funny jokes how cool with would it. Be, how cool would it be if he, you know, wins the Cruiserweight title for Rich Swan in a dominating fa- in a somewhat dominating fashion, and then like that ain't enough makes a Final Four or something like that. Maybe like that ain't enough. I'm, I'm also you know coming into the Royal Rumble. That'd be awesome, right? Uh, I, I think they should. Uh, Caleb said, "No, the ropes aren't purple." And I died laughing. <laughs> and Jeremy said, you know, when a cruiserweight's on the way to the ring, they can quickly come out and put the purple tape on the ropes. And then when they get eliminated, run back and take it off. Wow. You know. Uh, next question from Nicholas Guerrero. What's going on, Nick? Uh, with Chicago being such a great wrestling town, but n- with no great big seat venue, do you think Chicago will get a WrestleMania again in the near future, within 10 years? Why or why not? They will get a WrestleMania when they decide to put a dome over that godforsaken stadium that they love to watch their football games in. I agree. Uh, WWE is gravitating towards the warm weather cities. You can already see they're going back to New Orleans um, next year. 
Uh, just yeah. four years after. It, it's funny. There's remember, no way they're going to be outside in Chicago. Remember, like, okay, so WrestleMania 30 or 30, WrestleMania 31 or 30, you're saying, like, the, the Minnesota Vikings are getting a new stadium, state of the art, and they, pop, they hit WrestleMania 33. Well, they didn't. So you figure, all right, well, they can get WrestleMania 34. Well, they didn't. Translation, we're not we're not going up to motherfucking uh, the Twin Cities in April when it's cold coldest ball still. <laughs> Even if you're in a dome stadium, we're not doing that to our fans. We're not doing that. It's too hard to get around. We might be snowed in for all we know up there. So, nope. like Chicago, got to put a dome in that. You got to put a dome in that fucking on that fucker. You have no choice. Like unless you're building a brand new stadium, which I don't think they're going to be doing anytime soon. No, like I mean. That's one of those stadiums that you renovate. Like, there's, 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 right. there's your Lambo Field. Like, they renovated the stadium. Like, the stadium's like a damn spaceship now. Yeah. Like, they, they renovated. They, I mean, they keep the field complete shit still. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, you're at, you're at danger at any point playing football to tear ACL once it gets once it turns to November on that field. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. But the outside of this stadium looks miraculous. They've, renov- they've done plenty of renovations on the thing. Next question from Nicholas once again. Um, he asks, who do you think will be the next wrestler to transition into movies and TV like Rock Cena level? Mm. Let me go through this roster and check. Um, I don't know if there's anyone that necessarily that entertaining, Roman. but you could you could say Roman. You could say Jericho. Uh, just because Jericho is that damn talented like at figuring anything out, and he's done like you know different things. But if you're looking for a movie star... Mm-hmm be hard pressed like to look past Roman um, uh, you um, I don't know maybe well no he wouldn't play himself like that uh, maybe Dolph Ziggler you know he's he's got uh, his hand yeah. he's got his hand into a bunch of different things with comedy and then the political commentary and then he's not overly tall so he like fits in with the Hollywood size like he's not like like some stereotypical like he won't he like he will not be uh, what was the name of the character Hulk Hogan played in the Rocky Three what was the name of the dude Thunderlips yeah he will not be Thunderlips right like he he could play an actual normal person just buff or whatever you you can play it down by dressing him up. I would have said the Miz, but he's already an A-lister. So. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Joe Saba asks, "Who will win their first world title this year?" What's up, Joe? All the way in Australia. Their first world title. We're in Florida, so that's kind of far. Um, let's see. I mean, you could go with someone like Bray Wyatt. You could go with someone like. You go with one of the New Day guys. You go with Rusev. Could go with, I mean, if you want to get, you know, crazy, you know, they say he has heat right now. But uh, Caleb, calm down. Sami Zayn. Um, who else? I don't know, man. Like, that was tough. Okay. Or Baron Corbin. I'll be like this, right? The rest of the, which one are you taking odds? Or who you rather put your money on? The rest of the main roster winning their first main, their first world title. Yeah. Like meaning the first like universe title or the world title. Yeah. Or picking Nakamura and Samoa Joe to win that to win that. I would pick either Nakamura or Samoa Joe. Same here. That's why it's difficult for me. Yeah. Um, next question uh, from Joe once again. Uh, 
Will there be any trades between the brands post-media? If so, so who goes where? I mean, that's hard to tell, but I feel like Sami Zayn is definitely a candidate yeah. to be on the move. Yeah. Uh, who else can use some freshening up from Raw? Um, you could look at someone like like Rusev. You know, he could potentially go and send someone back for him. Mm. Uh, they could, you know, with the whole Total Divas thing, you put those two on that show with the rest, pretty much of the cast. Uh, and you you bring Dolph Ziggler over to Raw so he can wrestle all new opponents as a heel, essentially. Uh, do like a Ziggler-Rusev trade. I think that would be interesting there. And maybe... Remember the Rusev-Ziggler feud? <laughs> Woohoo! I try not to. I think that's all the only ones I would touch right there as far as a trade. Ziggler for Rusev. I mean, there's always, you know, putting AJ, putting the club back together. You could do that. Like, in, like, and just running rough shop and then having a heel faction or whatever. I mean, I feel like, I feel like there is a, I feel like in the long game there's a role for, there's a, there's a way to, like, throw, you know, let's say for whatever dumb reason they want to put, bring Balor back as a heel because, hey, they bring everybody back, everybody that's immediately going to come back with a baby face pop and bring it back heel, right? Yeah. So, Maybe they, they run that. I mean, they tease it at that SummerSlam. Remember, he, he didn't want to do he didn't want to do this too sweet them. And remember, we we like you know what we're not rooting for for Finn Balor now. Right. Let's go Seth. Right. Let's go Seth. Can't turn down too sweet. All right. Um, Joe has one more. Uh, since most fans argue SmackDown's better than Raw, what things will we do to improve Raw? I would assume cut, cut, cut it down. To, cut an hour out isn't on the table. Um, I, I think I would diversify the roster a bit more and not segregate guys, especially yep. like when it comes to the cruiserweights and then the yep. top guys. Like, think how many more matches they would have right now to main event at any given point if they didn't have all the cruiserweights stuck, forced, having to wrestle each other and only each other. Yep. And the it's like that big, you know, the big four kind of guys, they only interact with each other. Yep. Like, why can't we have, uh, like, pretty much like exhibition matches with, like, you know, have have Roman Reigns come out there and run it with I don't know. Have him run it with Gender one week. Have uh, have Rollins come out there and run it with Sin Cara, something like that. Just like keep guys like you know doing different. Have things. Jericho have or fight some of these you no know, some of these nobodies on the car so he can keep right. some heat. He gets some heat for himself. Get some wins. You yeah. know, have, have Jericho go like, tap out Curtis Axel or something like, like that. You can't be a personal job for your two top baby faces and then, like, not get anything on the other end, like, to keep his heat, other than be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I would say this. The difference, besides the three-hour thing, like, the, clearly the main difference between Raw and SmackDown is the fact that SmackDown gives opportunities to everybody to main event. Since the Charlotte, outside of the Charlotte and the Sasha match, the main event has been clawed with, with Reigns, Rollins, Jericho, and, and Owens. They don't get anybody move up unless they unless they add to it by throwing Braun Strowman to it or throwing Sami Zayn to it, but those four will always be at the top. Like, there's only four labels, right? So, yep. um, you look at SmackDown, and you'll see one week you have a women's cage match. The next week you'll have Dean Ambrose versus The Miz. The week after that, it'll be a triple threat match between uh, Corbin and Ziggler and AJ Styles. And then the week before that, you'll see freaking um, <laughs> uh, Ellsworth in the main event, right? Like everybody get their, gets their shot to, to be the last match on the card, and they'll and then they build from they'll build a feud 
or they'll build an angle that will get resolved the next week that makes you want to tune in and watch it, right? So it's, it's really simple. Like, they, they don't do that on Raw. Like, on SmackDown, it's like, there's always something to look forward to. Like, the main event is always something you can't, you want to go see or whatever. There's always a match you want to go see this next week. They don't, they just don't do it as much. Like, they've done a better job lately, but, like, nothing's going to, nothing's going to match what they did on that, on the last night of the year when they have three title matches and John Cena coming back. Like, that's just, that's just heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to say, like, we've got more questions, but we're going to take one more and we're going to save some of these for um, the next show. Uh, we're running a little short on time. How long would Finn Balor have held the title if he didn't wreck his shoulder from uh, Joe Sabo once again? Great question. I think, uh, hmm, that is a great question. Uh, He would have won it at SummerSlam? Hell. I think the answer would be whatever, like, whatever Royal Rumble then. Probably. Probably the Royal Rumble. Uh, WWE really doesn't do the faces as champion in the dog days of the year. Um, unless, you know, it's Cena. Even then, not really, but... Um, well, the reason why I say that is, like... I mean, I'm just looking at his replacement. The guy that has gone now. They've kept him with the belt, and like he's going to come off it at Royal Rumble to Roman Reigns, so I would assume that it would have been Roman Reigns. Right. Like, they would have put Roman Reigns in his doghouse, and it was time to come and get the belt back, and then he got, came back from... Sim, from Finn Balor, and there you go. Like, I feel like the Finn Balor thing, in a, in a weird way, is also, like, it's really screwed. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, they mishandled his um, his return, but, like, if they were going to bring him back as a heel to Seth, like, he needed somebody to fight and have a real feud with as a heel, and, like, he just went away. And mm-hmm. then he just forced trying to scramble the rest of the year. Yep. Well, like he could have been. He could have been against screwed at the Royal. He probably was going to end up getting screwed at the Royal Rumble. They said, "Nah, let's do it now." Four four, <laughs> months, four months ahead of time with nothing for you to do after that. Oh man! Uh, so next week we'll get to uh, talking about the the global territory that WWE is becoming. Uh, everything that has to do with the them possibly um, putting indie promotions from the UK in and. T- Talking more in depth about that. We'll get some more of these questions as well. Thank you guys all for sending questions in. Uh, besides that, anything else you want to add, James, before we get up out of here? Yes. Now that I'm just thinking about um, the four labels that we were just talking about on Raw, just being at the top, just being everywhere down on some WCW, <laughs> on some WCW, uh, Ric Flair, Hogan, Savage, Sting shit. Yeah. Um, so when we were talking... About him chase about Seth chasing and he was chasing after the Universal Title and they had that match where Jericho was barred from ringside and then Jericho was underneath that Sin Cara mask and we heard the story about Sin Cara and Jericho having that beef like should that have been included on our Troll of the Year thing for 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 uh, the One Nation Radio Awards? Yes, that should have been. Okay, I don't know if we did Troll of the Year this year. Maybe, but it might have been. Yeah. Maybe we'd figure out something like put an IWC award, right? Because that was fantastic. All right, man. Uh, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to the show. Check out socialsuplex.com. A lot of great writing going on there. A couple of new guys um, coming in. Tavon, what's going on? Um, I should probably write something soon. 
Uh, I'll be out of town next week on vacation, so we may or may not do a show. Not sure yet how I'm gonna if I'm gonna lug this equipment with me or not. Uh, might just wait till I get back next. I want to say next Saturday I'll be back. So we'll probably be able to get a Royal Rumble preview in. Uh, if not that Saturday, uh, maybe even the Sunday before. Uh, maybe we'll come back. You know even again uh tomorrow or sunday we'll figure it out but um yeah that's that was the show this week thank you guys for listening we are out good night jamaica (laughs) peace